Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 698 of the Juicebox podcast. Today's show is going to be slightly different. Uh, Jenny and I are discussing the next series that's coming up on the podcast. The series is going to be called Bold Beginnings, and it's based on listener feedback. In this episode, you're going to hear me tell Jenny the idea that I had, explain to her about the feedback that I got from the audience, and then we take the big ideas from the feedback, almost like bullet points, We go over them, put them in an order we want to record in, and talk about them as we go. So basically, you're going to listen to a meeting that Jenny and I had about the next series of the podcast. But think of it more like a trailer, an extended trailer for a new series. While you're listening, please remember that nothing you hear on the Juicebox podcast should be considered advice, medical or otherwise. Always consult a physician before making any changes to your healthcare plan or becoming bold with insulin. This episode of the Juicebox podcast is sponsored by InPen from Medtronic Diabetes. Find out more and get started today with the InPen at InPenToday.com. The podcast is also sponsored by U.S. Med, U.S. Med is a place where you can get your diabetes supplies, and U.S. Med wants you to have better service and better care than you're accustomed to. Get yourself a free benefits check right now at usmed.com forward slash juice box or by calling 888-721-1514. If you're a U.S. resident who has type 1 diabetes or is the caregiver of someone with type 1, please go to t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. Join the registry. Take the survey. It will take you fewer than 10 minutes. When you do this, when you complete the survey, you'll be helping people with type 1 diabetes and supporting the Juicebox podcast. The survey is fast. It's easy. There's nothing on there you don't know the answer to. It's HIPAA compliant and absolutely anonymous. t1dexchange.org forward slash juicebox. I have an idea for today. So, okay. and, and you'll, so we're recording already. So if you say no, it's fine. We'll just not do it. But okay. I don't think you're going to say no. I, I usually don't. Well, you're, yes, you don't usually, so far you haven't said no. I've said some weird things once or twice. You've been okay with it. So I had this idea um, a couple of months ago. And I kept thinking, Again, the the private Facebook group is just a font of information because you can see what people are thinking, right? Sure. And then eventually, Mm -hmm. if you see people think the same thing over and over and over again, you think to yourself, well, this must be a question a lot of people have. So I, I put this question out and I said, what do you wish you would have known at diagnosis? And what I got back turned out to be an 80 page word document full of information. Now, mm. uh, Isabel has gone through and she's taken out like duplicate questions and things like That's that. That's what I was going to ask how much was duplicate. Not as much as you would think when you hear 80 pages, <laughs> but but a fair amount was was duplicate stuff. And she okay. broke and she broke it down into 
into sections, like put people's okay. questions into, you know, under headers. And I was thinking that we should do individual episodes based on those headers. Sure. And then combine the episodes together in a series, you know, I don't know what I'll call it yet, but it'll be something about questions that newly diagnosed people have, like frequently asked questions of newly diagnosed type ones or something like that. Yeah. I'm curious how did, since you've read through all 80 pages or you were like, oh, this is 80 pages. That's a lot. <laughs> I've, <stuff."> been, <laughs> I've been making my way through section by section. Um, and Right. Because I'm, I'm curious if some of the questions are, gosh, I really would have liked to know this because definitely right up front, this would have been super, super duper beneficial. Whereas some questions may be, well, gosh, this would have been nice to know up front, but it's a little bit more, I know you say like ninja level, right? Yeah. It's a little bit more down the road. Definitely you would use this, but you're not going to use this two days from diagnosis. And see, the way you're thinking about it is the way I was thinking about it. And so what I what I thought was, if we take each header and almost handle it like it's an Ask Scott and Jenny episode. Sure. Right. And then mm -hmm. just and then go through them, have conversations. Why does my voice break only with you? <clears throat> you know, it might be because we're on Mondays. That could and, be. And I, I was actually gonna say if my voice today is very scratchy, I actually canceled clients like two days last week because I had laryngitis. No kidding. Oh, well, I, I don't want you couldn't to have talk. To. You could have canceled so, me. You could No, 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 no. I'm I think I'm I'm definitely better. My voice is not like weird, not there for Gotcha. Five minutes. Right. So, yeah. So, what I kind of anyway. thought was, and this is good for your situation, is I just want to talk through the the document with you, but we're gonna yeah. we're gonna record it. So, I sent you an Perfect. email, which will open up into your Apple Notes. Okay. Let's see. I will go to my email and see where your email is. I just think that that conversationally is the only way to work through all this because otherwise, you know what most people would do who are creating content for diabetes, they read these, they choose a handful of questions and they turn it to some bulleted point list and they'd put a, you know, two sentences after each one. But right. I, but I think that when we're talking about it, the length of time that we decide to talk about a question usually is pretty accurate to answering the question. So some of these- For might, the most part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, think we do a good, I think we do a good job of seeing the big picture when we hear people's questions, I guess is what I'm saying. So do you have my email? I don't. Really? No. Hold on a second. Do you not talk a lot on weekends? Is that why you were saying that maybe it's because it's Mondays that your voice cracks a lot? I, I don't talk as much over the weekend. My wife would disagree with that, I imagine. But I don't think I do. Not nearly as much as I mean, I record this show. I mean, the last couple of months have been crazy. I've been recording like five times a week. So I talk a lot, a lot. Yeah. And then I put ads on things. I probably I probably sit and talk directly for 10 hours a, a week, just like constantly talking. There are times when my throat feels sore. and It's not it's unpleasant. Okay. I, I'm right there with you. I talk yeah. all week as well. I know Sometimes at the end of my like really long days, which are Mondays and Fridays, I get done. I have to like 
take a couple breaths before I like walk out of my office space because two children, like they just, (laughs) and they want, you know, they want like, mom, now can I talk to you? And, you know, kids my age have no inner monologue whatsoever. And it just all comes out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, not now. mommy needs quiet (laughs) time and a bubble bath. (laughs) I'm in a mode right now. If you want to know how to pre-bolus a bagel, that's all I could tell you at this moment. Does your head get, does your head get swimmy? Afterwards, yes. mine does. Too. Yeah. If I sit down and do a talk like for hours, or even when I'm like, one of the reasons I don't like people to look at me when I'm recording with them is because I stare at a spot on the desk while I'm accessing what I understand about diabetes. Like, and I just, like, I talk. It's like it. plugging yourself into a file, right? Yeah. Here's my file. I'm going to connect to it. I download everything I need for this circumstance, and then you unplug. Yeah. I do wonder if people don't understand, like, people who don't do this would understand that it's just there's a a, a, there's a a, a, I don't know a lake a damned off lake full of information in my head and if you get me to open it up I can just let it out but if you but if you ask me right off the cuff I'd be like oh hold on a second so you're saying if this happened but once I start talking about it it just if it just comes out smoothly so and I don't know why that is and and that's kind of sometimes the reason that I get a little bit thrown off when people who are not in my diabetes world, whether it's friends with diabetes or people I'm working with or colleagues like you or whatever, the general public without diabetes, when they ask you these very random questions, I have to be very careful about how I start talking about something. Cause like you said, I will go off Mm -hmm. and then you get the glassy eye look like deer in the headlights. Like this really, I didn't, I didn't want all this information. And I feel like you're speaking like alien language to me, (laughs) right? It's not worth it. (laughs) I find in that scenario, my explanations are, are so childish and simple that if the next thing I said to them was, I have a very popular podcast about diabetes, they'd think, I wonder why. <laughs> because I just, I'm like, oh, yeah, she's fine. <laughs> yeah. Right. Hasn't outgrown it yet. <laughs> right. Yep. <laughs> you know, that's not, eh, you know what, forget it. <laughs> like, you know. Right. Um, so it's just, I don't know. I don't get too deep in it otherwise. And just like you're saying, I'll just start to talk. Right. And, and then. And I don't, when I get going. Yeah, it's 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 hard to like find the end point, right? Yeah. No, because there's because the explanation, and I think I mean to bring it back around to this is the explanation is always conversational. I I'm starting to believe that that's sort of why um, it's harder for doctors because mm-hmm. because they're in that they fall in that same category as a person writing a blog about it, which is I have about 350 words here. Before I lose people and I run Mm -hmm. out of time and or whatever the reason I got to get it out. I got to get out succinctly. And this stuff's not generally speaking, not cut and dry. You know, no, you you need the big conversation. So, well, and I think that's why the conversational learning as you do is very helpful to many people because they're already in the realm of something that they are trying to understand or they understand because they're living it. Mm-hmm. When you're trying to have a conversation with somebody who doesn't live in the diabetes world and or has no connection from family or a friend or whatever, the conversation becomes very one-sided. You become whether you wanted to or not, you become the educator. 
Right. And then it's less of a conversation and more of a tutorial. And yeah. it's it's not a fun conversation. Right. Right. No, no. And the um the self-editing that happens, whether it's by the doctor or someone writing a blog, is you know, they you get to a point and you go, Oh, I don't want to tell them that because they might misunderstand. Right. Or, you know, I, I wouldn't want anybody's blood sugar to get too like, you know, to think I don't want anybody's blood sugar to get too low. The, the way I think of that specific thing is people's blood sugars get too low all over the world using insulin. But most of them don't know who I am and will never hear this podcast. Right. But if we give them enough information, they maybe could stop it from happening. And I would prefer for them to have a chance than than to not have a chance. It it almost feels like a, I don't know. It it feels like an action movie to me. Like you know, we've got to <laughs> jump over this lava. If we right. if we don't, the monster's going to eat us. Right. But we might as well jump and see what happens. Right. Right. Maybe we'll make it over the lava. And and that's yeah. sort of how I think about this. Like you should have the opportunity to succeed. It's not going to work out right for everyone, or it might take longer or shorter for some people. But not telling everybody. So that some people don't fall into the lava doesn't make sense to me because everyone's no. going to get eaten by the monster. Correct. So that, that's just. And at some point, know. somebody's going to be ready enough to jump. Maybe they weren't when you first gave them the information. Mm -hmm. But if you gave it to them at some point, they're likely going to try to use some tidbit that you provided. Right. Right. They'll have this recollection. They'll think, oh, you know, I listened to this. Like, I, again, I, I, I swear I didn't bring this up on purpose, but. This idea of talking about these people's questions after being newly mm -hmm. diagnosed, you can listen to these and maybe, maybe three months from now, you'll say to yourself, oh, I remember someone said that in this thing. I could go back and look again. I could maybe just go with my recollection. But isn't that better than them being blindsided by it? A another great example, I think, is that this morning in the Facebook page, someone, someone's kid had a seizure. Their, their Dexcom uh, was, I don't know if it was in, um, if it was starting up. They didn't have access to their Dexcom data for a little while. Kid had a seizure. She grabbed the Givoke Hypopen. She stopped the seizure. She took the kid to the hospital. He's recuperating now. My, my point is, is that she did it. Like, like you should see her recollection of it because she had the information yeah. about what to do. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's not it's not this harried like oh my, it's not this Scarlett O'Hara post where she's like it <laughs> the world's happening to me again. You know, come right. she's not asking for prayers. She's like saying, look, this thing happened. It sucked, and we took care of it. And here he is. He's fine. And right. And, and I thought I I was proud of that. Like I I wish it wouldn't have happened to the kid. But I mean, as a person whose child's had a seizure. It can happen, you know? It like, can happen, yeah. right. And I think another another thing that you bring in there without really saying it is that in this circumstance, the parent didn't get emotional. The parent was rational. They said, this is what's happening. This is what I have to do about it. And this is the next step. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. I mean, if I had a t-shirt that says, said anything, it would be, be calm and think like Spock. Yeah. It would like, seriously, if you just, all of these things that you learn along the way, many of them are very just rational, do it decision, right? Don't emotion, don't put emotion into it. 
because despite there being feelings about diabetes and how cruddy it can be to manage things at times and whatever, mm-hmm. a lot of it's decision that is right now, this is what I have to do. It, and Someone brought it up to me recently, and I'm going to have to look into it more because it keeps popping back into my head. They talked about thinking like an astronaut because everything that an astronaut comes up to is trying to kill them. Right. So when everything that you, so you put it in order, like this one's going to get me first, we'll take care of this. Then that one, then that one is the seventh thing, the 70th thing on that list going to kill me. It might, but, but if I clear up one through 69, it might not, it might not. And maybe will something will change or whatever. And I just, I don't know. I think about life that way, honestly, Mm -hmm. not just diabetes. So, you know, whatever's our most emergent problem It took me years to explain to my wife that my to-do list was fluid. Like she would write a to-do, she'd write a to-do list. She'd be like, you didn't do number one yet. I'd be like, well, number six is on fire. So I can't get one through five done before (laughs) six burns the house down. I'm going to have to move the list around a little bit. It's one, it's one of the reasons I enjoy making the podcast by myself and not because people are like, you, you could get an assistant or you should do this. Or what about an editor? And I was like, eh, I don't know. I, I like, I like the way I think about it, you, you know? So mm-hmm. anyway, did you get my text? Twenty. I did. Oh, it's, good. <laughs> it's, yes, it's right here. Great. I thought I said, yes, it came through perfectly fine. And I was enjoying our conversation. It's it's probably the longest text message that I have in, um, but I should say it's the longest texted note that did, I have did it in op- my notes. Did it open in your notes? Yes. Okay. It it's- opened in my notes now. Yes. It's all good. Well, trust me, it's the longest one I've ever seen either. So scrolling through it, she's got it broken down to carb guidelines and impact of food. This is yep. Isabel who took care of this. She's a... Which is a pretty long list. It is. Then there's um, stacking, range, food choices, pre-bolusing, the fifteen fifteen rule, fear of insulin highs and lows. Isabel, you did such a nice job with this. Mm-hmm. Honeymoon terminology, flexibility, guilt, fears, and hope expectations. And I'm still scrolling. Wow, that's yeah, a, so that's, I, that's that's a, a long one. About the podcast and the community around the podcast. Medical team. Holy Hannah. Technology and okay. diabetes supplies. Jenny, I'm going to need you to quit your job so we can do this. And insurance. (laughs) Uh, And insurance. Long-acting insulin, exercise, journaling. That's interesting. School, being diagnosed as an adult, Mm -hmm. family, extra topics, and then stuff that she's... um, Wasn't uh, relevant. Weeded out that she didn't find would be relevant to this idea. Or maybe they didn't fit into a category. So, I mean, they might be things that we can look through and see if they're... yeah. And the rest, you know. we'll call that at some point if we get to it. Um, so now my brain, like I did when we first yeah, yeah. did the um, pro tips, it's like we need to rearrange this listing, right? Um, uh, I would probably go through this and list them out according to what I think would be really important first, newly diagnosed, really go here first and mm-hmm. then next here and next here kinds yeah. of things. Oh, I, I was hoping you would think about it honestly. Um, I mean, things like a medical team and 
you order diabetes supplies. And if you're like me, you may have been using a place that made you want to reach up with your hands and grab your hair and yank it right out of your head because it was very frustrating. Or they'd say things like, we'll contact your doctor. You don't have to worry about it. And then you had to worry about it because they never contacted your doctor. If this sounds familiar and you're tired of that, I I almost said crap, but now I said it anyway. So if you're tired of that, I suggest you check out U.S. Med. U.S. Med accepts Medicare nationwide and over 800 private insurers. They carry everything from your insulin pumps to diabetes testing supplies and the latest CGMs. They always provide you with 90 days worth of supplies and they have fast and free shipping. U.S. Med likes to say that they want you to have better service and better care than you're accustomed to today. Why not give U.S. Med a shot? They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and they've served over 1 million diabetes customers since 1996. usmed.com forward slash juice box. That's the place you get your free benefits check. You could also do it at 888-721-1514. Get yourself some white glove treatment instead of that treatment that you're accustomed to. Oh, we'll call your doctor for you. Take care of the whole thing. There's nothing for you to think about. Bulls. You know what I mean. USmed.com forward slash juice box. Podcast is also sponsored today by InPen from Medtronic Diabetes. You might want to know more about it. And if you do want to know more, you're in luck because good old Scott is here to tell you about it. The InPen is a is a pen. It's a it's an insulin pen. I, I thought that was, you know, it's an insulin pen. It's an insulin pen, but it's so much more because it connects to an app on your phone. This app gives you access to a dosing calculator, dosing reminders, carb counting support, a digital logbook, many of the features that people with insulin pumps get. So if you're looking for some of the features that you can get with an insulin pump, like, you know, how much insulin is active in your system, hmm, if that's something you want, you should look into the InPen. There's also an offer on the InPen. Now, you, you have to have... Uh, Let me just say, you have to, here's, I'll read it to you instead of me just fumbling through the words. This offer is available to people with commercial insurance and terms and conditions apply, right? But you may be able to pay as little as $35 for an in-pen, which is crazy. Medtronic Diabetes does not want cost to be a roadblock to you getting access to the therapy you need. So go check out inpentoday.com. A great device. I think you're going to really enjoy it. There's not much to lose here, so go ahead and check it out. There are links in the show notes of your podcast player and links at juiceboxpodcast.com to InPen, US Med, and all of the sponsors, including a link to where you can take the survey for the T1D exchange. Check it out, please. Support the sponsors. When you do, you're supporting the show. I really appreciate it. I'm going to get you back now to my conversation with Jenny as we talk about bold beginnings. InPen requires a prescription and settings from your healthcare provider. You must use proper settings and follow the instructions as directed, or you could experience high or low glucose levels. For more safety information, visit InPenToday.com. Maybe even food choices. 
before like the carbs and the carb effect kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um, I think that the 1515 rule could definitely go along with the lows and the highs. They right. could be kind of included together. Um, gosh, there's so much in here. Honeymoon definitely up at the top. I think that honeymoon is really poorly explained from the get-go. Okay. And it's almost like a skirted over sort of comment mm-hmm. that's not explained very well. And so people get lost in whether it's going to happen or it's happening or how to know it's happening or what to do about it. And right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Well, so. let's, let's do this together now. Okay. Okay. So I'm, you tell me and I'll put them up at the top. Well, I would definitely say honeymooning would be a good first. Okay. Cause that's going to, I mean, for the most part within a very quick time post-diagnosis, if honeymoon is going to happen, that's where it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would be probably first. And then I'm kind of curious, you know, terminology is almost like the defining yeah. diabetes, right? So terminology, these are really good, maybe just the ones specifically post-diagnosis that would be very important to mm-hmm. have information about. So I would say right along with honeymooning, the terminology. Okay. I have it there. I am, um, I'm putting them in your order. And then, I don't know, I'm kind of... <laughs> Like the medical team, I I think could maybe be last before we move into like a little bit deeper, but I'm wondering like the highs and lows, especially because there's a fair amount in the fears around highs and lows. Mm -hmm. And then specifically the 1515 rule. I don't know how many people post-diagnosis I get to talk to who specifically ask about that so clearly this rule is still being taught yeah exactly and it's and it's and it becomes obvious to people pretty quickly that it doesn't make sense and then they get stuck frustrated yeah yeah, yes Mm -hmm. so i would definitely say that um i think right along with is there's one about insulin in here. And I think it might even be able to be included around fear of insulin is the pre-bolusing. And I, the reason I put it in there is I, I think because from the get-go, if people aren't taught about timing, Mm -hmm. you do start to fear insulin. Yeah. Because it seems erratic. It's erratic. Exactly. Um, So I would say, you know, Within that 1515 rule, the fear of insulin, lows and highs, explanation of insulin, and then moving into pre-bolusing. And I think pre-bolusing could then move more so into wondering like carb impact, because they kind of go hand in hand. Mm-hmm. There are so many categories here. Yeah. <laughs> it's like hard to. What about what about stacking? Well, stacking is going to be I mean that kind of goes along with fear of insulin. It goes along with everything. It goes along with right? 1515, it goes along with fear of insulin, 
pre-bolusing. You ever have right. somebody ever have somebody ask you, um, <clears throat> I had dinner and I pre-bolused and then I had seconds. What should I do? And it's fascinating. Yes. They don't, they're, they're stuck. They're like, I'd never had a meal inside of a meal before. What goes on? Right. I can't just bolus again. And it's funny because in my mind, I'm like, well, you're taking in more carbs. Why not? You know? And then the, I think that what they think is, well, that's so much insulin. And I just put insulin. They might be thinking about stacking without ever having been told the word. Because, right. Because it seems like too much to them. And I think the real definition of stacking too in there or a better definition of stacking, because what you're talking about in a way it's stacking, mm -hmm. but it's not stacking without purpose. Right. You know, everything that you eat is going to require insulin. Right. And it goes back to the timing of the insulin. And also now that we have wonderful technology like a CGM, What's your CGM telling you? Yeah. Are you stable? Are you already rising? Are you falling? Are you low falling? Mm -hmm. Right? So this this lady posted a, a graph the other day and it was a 12 hour graph. It was beautiful. And there was like, I don't know, she took the kid out for waffles and ice cream or something like that in there. And um, she said something like that her, her child had like 250 carbs in this giant, like, you know, food orgy. Wow. Yeah, yeah right. And, That's a lot of food. Holy cow. Yeah, right. I was like, wow, no kidding. Um, but she you should have saw the line. And and it was it was so it was so flat. And then everybody comes in and their first thought is that's so many carbs. That's so much insulin. How much insulin was it's a smaller kid, right? And um and she says uh it was like it was over time, I think 17 units she used over out. The kid didn't like hork hours. Out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this happened in like stages uh, over a couple of hours, and I and I kind of I chuckled to myself when I read it because if Arden has a carb heavy meal, she could use seventeen units for a meal, and sure, it's, it's a lot. Like you know, I'm not saying it's not, but it's not a lot for that food. It's just it was interesting that people's that their first thing isn't wow, you did that. How, how can I do that? It was it was back to their preconceived notions about things. That seems like a right. lot of carbs. That seems like a lot of insulin. It seems like, you know, and and that's all relative to begin with. 17 units. I mean, listen, if you if you had uh, you know, if you had type one and you weighed 350 pounds, you might be using 17 units to move a number. You, you, you know, like it's Correct. Just, like there's all different reasons why the numbers should be uh, the numbers are what they are. Um, you know, if Arden goes out, has nachos with cheesesteak on it and French fries, you know, we're somewhere near 17 to 20 units. It's, you know, because for the fat and the everything, there's a lot, you know. I don't, I don't think I've ever taken a 17-unit bowl in my life. Yeah. Well, Jeff, <laughs> you eat like a healthy bird. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, you know, even growing up, though, I had definite high insulin needs as a teen. Sure. I, I, all teens do. But yeah, I, I don't, and maybe it was more just from the standpoint that I also started in a very different school of thought and education than we have today. Yeah. I mean, I actually, I, I went to my mom's on Saturday with my boys mm -hmm. just for an early mother's day. Right. And she's been trying to like do some cleaning and whatnot. And so, you know, for my brother and I, she kept 
really organized files, like every report card we ever had, mm-hmm. all of these things. Well, I found in there a scrapbook that I had at some point put together after my diagnosis with all of my cards, all of my Mylar balloons, really? like taped into this scrapbook and, and everything. And I found three of my hospital menus with my choices during that week. You kept all of that. Well, I didn't. No, my she, mother did. She kept all of that. Okay. <laughs> this is my mom. Yeah, yes, hey, this is what she does. Your but mom might I like was, Kelly. <laughs> I'm, yes. Um, I, but it was amazing to me in, in terms of this, that I had a very structured plan that was based on portions and the insulin that went along with it. Sure. There wasn't as much variety or variability. Um, and that's just not how my mom did it either. Yeah. I'm sure other people probably at that time may have. Mm-hmm. It's just everything was very structured. And it makes what sense. it was. And the technology wasn't there um no. to, to track anything. You did I mean if you started if you tried to eat 250 carbs back then, you would have I mean, you would have been high. I, I don't see another way around. Oh, yeah. Yeah, your yeah. blood sugar would have been yeah. high forever. I think that's why some of the um the old-timey type 1s in the group see see that, and it fries their mind. Yeah. yeah. You know, like, you can't do that. It's always there. I wish the internet was um, audio, so that, because I think you can't do that um, in typing, you know, typed out doesn't mean the same thing as how it would sound like you know it sounds Verbally. like a, it sounds like a direction typed out you can't do that you're not allowed to do that what i think they really mean is holy hell you can't do that you can't do that <laughs> yeah, yeah. right that yes that's not gonna work um but it but i mean it does it just i mean it does right. you know so and again it goes along with timing of insulin and when to put it in and what you're seeing again our technology today allows you to do some of these types of things mm-hmm. as long as you're paying attention yeah, right, right. So, all right. So we got so stacking fits in there. So right now I have honeymooning ter- terminology, highs, lows, fifteen, fifteen rule, fear of insulin, lows and highs, prebolusing, carb impact, stacking. And then I think I would put. Do we put, we put food choices somewhere in there? Not yet. Um. Sort of has to go before pre-bolusing, doesn't it? Pre-bolusing, yeah. yeah okay. I would put it indefinitely before pre-bolusing. Okay. And then I'm wondering if I was just reading range. I'm assuming we're talking about glucose ranges here. Uh, let me look. Next. Make sure I see it the way you see it. Maybe. What range to be at or shoot for? How being 200 for weeks is okay as the body adjusts, but to taper down to more realistic and healthy range. That it may take a while to normalize blood sugars that have been abnormal. So it's kind of a broad. It is. Yeah. I would probably break it down to range based on what's considered healthy range, what's considered a normal range outside of having diabetes. What does the human body typically aim for? Mm-hmm. Um and then I would move into range that might even include things like safe ranges for activity and safe ranges for illness and range that you might hear from your medical providers versus what you're really trying to aim for, mm-hmm. um, along with 
where should your glucose be? What should your target be? Fasting first thing in the morning, what should it be or what should you expect after meals? Um, all those things I think fit within range. Yeah. Well, we could do it as, as one episode and just mm -hmm. and break it up within the episode. Right. Yes. And I think I'd, I'd move into then definitely maybe even terminology and there's one in here that's about, I think the medical care team, right? Mm -hmm. Um, because I think they they all in a way go together. A medical care team in terms of ranges alone are they're gonna have a very similar range for everybody. They're just gonna give you your their blanket statement. You should be here. You should say, set your alarms here. Yeah. They're gonna say whatever the ADA said last, right? For the most part, yeah. yes. Seventy to one eighty um, right now. Is that the numbers? That's the numbers right now. I mean, even even most of the CGMs have that set as their default mm -hmm. in terms of data collection, 70 to 180, unless you go into your own settings and actually physically adjust them to see your cumulative information that's scaled to your target range. Mm -hmm. um, and again, a lot of people don't even realize that they can do that within their you know software data analysis, like clarity or whatnot. Um, but then even discussing within the medical kind of piece, how to pick a medical team, how to ask questions within the medical team. I mean, I'm assuming some of these are the questions within yeah. that medical. So what if we category, what if we put these in order, which we're doing now, mm -hmm. and then after we have it in order, then I will apply a topic to every one of our recording dates coming up. Perfect. And then we can be read ahead and then just sit down when it's time to record and and have the conversation. We're actually we'll, awesome. We'll plan, Jenny. What do you think of that? We'll plan. That's a great idea. Yes. <laughs> Listen, I'm going to tell you right Which now. Which we don't usually ever. In fact, we never do. I never know what we're talking about right. until we click in together and I'm like, good morning. And you're like, let's talk about this today. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now that one of the things about the Pro Tip series that I'm most uh, proud of is just that. That it really is, I mean, we made a bullet pointed list and then we said the topic out loud and then did what we did. And it's been so valuable for people. Um, yes. I think this is going to do something similar. Now, here's a question for you. This is more of a pod podcast question, um, but I'm interested in your opinion. Do we just make this part of the pro tip series? Like, remember I said I wanted to go back and revisit the pro tip episodes. Right. Maybe, maybe this is going to do that. It may, yeah. it may do enough of that. I think the pro tips are, I don't know what the longest pro tip episode was, maybe an hour. Yeah. There might be one that's more like hour 15 or something like that, but pretty, okay. pretty close to that. Cause I think those were very, very specific. Mm -hmm. And while we talk and veer off and whatever within our conversations, um, I think if I were to do it, I might actually put this as a pro tip category, pro tips for newly diagnosed. Mm -hmm. And then put these all up definitely as pro tips, but these are the things within here. If you are newly diagnosed, go here. And if there are additional questions based on one specific topic, 
maybe go to the regular pro tips and look up that, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, no, I do. Um, that's a good idea. All right. So I'm still, I'm still pulling topics and bringing them up top so that I can see them. So I know there are a lot of them. Lot. Yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. So, um, okay. So we have still flexibility, medical care team, guilt, fears, and hope, ex and hope, expectations, um, podcast, community, family, jur school, journaling, exercise, long acting insulin. I know that when, after the, after the topics came back. So I eventually closed the, the, the thread and I was like, okay, <laughs> this is enough. I got, I'm good. Thanks. You know? Um, and it was very generous of people to come in and, and spend time, but giving real clear explanations of the things that were confusing to them or that they found helpful, et cetera. Right. And then I put it all into this word document and I was like, I don't know what to do with this. You know? So it, I didn't have time. And I thought this is such an asset. I don't want to lose it, but I was like, mm -hmm. I don't know what to do with this. And Isabel said, I'll, I'll go through it. And I said, thank you very much. And weeks, it took her weeks to like, you know. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. This is a lot of information. <laughs> 80 pages is no joke. No. And so she went all through it. And I thought, it's a lot. And most people wouldn't put this effort into their content. And I think that's why it's going to be good. You know? Yeah. So um, it's even why I'm not scared to discuss it here with you. I mean, honestly, this episode is going to serve as sort of like a primer to let people know it's coming. They probably right. won't, they probably won't hear this till we have a number of these recorded already. I'll probably put sure. this one out first, get them ready to, that it's coming. But there was a there's a voice in my head that says, "Don't let people hear you and Jenny talk about this because they're going to rip you off." Because that does happen, Jenny. I I put up content and then a week later, everybody's somebody to, else thought to talk about the same thing. Like, oh wow, what a surprise! And um. But I don't care because I think, I think first of all, I think the effort we'll put into it won't be matched by anyone else. And um, the information, you know, I would hold up against what anybody else could come up with. And, um, and the other thing is, I just don't think that this is how, I don't think people put this kind of effort into stuff. I just, right. I just don't, you, you know, um, even going all the way back to the pro tip series, like the amount of hours that we spent recording that stuff you know, it's a lot. Yeah. And you, you know, we say this all the time, but you don't work for me. Like you're not getting paid to do that. <laughs> like, you know, wh yeah. where are you going to get somebody with your knowledge and, and your understanding of how to explain things and, and an ability to talk to me? Cause you and I, like we get along really well and we vibe yes. off of each other, but we're not similar. Like, you know, it just, no. it just works, you know? Right. Um, yes. And you're not going to get that. So I think we can do this. I think this will be terrific. No, this is really great. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> um, does it repopulate when I move words? Do you see it happen yes. right away? I see it happen on my screen. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you saw me misspell a word. That's embarrassing. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I was going to ask you what you had the word long after exercise. And I was like, what else goes along with that? I don't know what long means. I'm long time without insulin. Long time. I'm still <laughs> trying to scroll to make sure we have them all. So, um, I mean, there it is, right? It's, it's, let me make I sure. I think that's have, everything. I, I'm going to go back down and go through it one more. Actually, you stay up there where the list is and I'll scroll okay. through and tell you what's here. You can tell me if we have it up top or not. Um, 
extra topics. I'm not worried about that right now. Family is family up there. Family is up there. Yep. Being diagnosed as an adult. I don't remember typing that. That is not up there. No. Can you add it? Mm-hmm. And we can rename these topics because, you know, Isabel's first language is in English. <laughs> not oh, she, really? Yeah, she's French. Um, oh, oh, that's you did tell me. Yeah. Um, and uh, I only said that so when she hears this, she'll she'll be mad at me for saying that. Uh, <laughs> school. School is in there. Journaling. Yep. Exercise. Yes. Long-acting insulin. Yes. Technology and diabetes supplies. That's not up there. I can add that. Okay. And then insurance, which I know I didn't put up there either. Insurance. Yep. And then medical team. Yes. Yes. Did someone add, did I add podcast and community? Yes. Okay. Wow. This topic's so long. I can't get to the header. What is it going to be? I'm still scrolling. I think the long one was. It's guilt, fears, hope, and expectations. It's incredibly long. That's here. Okay. There's probably, the reason for that is likely going to be that there are a lot of personal anecdotes in here, which took people longer to type out. I'm going to assume. I would expect so too. And some of that, you know, we'll go through these obviously ahead of time, but I would expect some of the things within that, especially the fears, Mm -hmm. may be addressed within the other topics. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think so, we're going to I don't believe what we're going to have to go through these these and read everyone's thoughts and answer them. I think I think the way I see this happening is that we prepare by reading them, make our own couple of notes and then we can right. have a bigger conversation around yep. that and and interject people's thoughts when they when they build on everything. Flexibility is up there, terminology is up there, honeymoon is. Mhm. Uh, boom, fear of insulin, lows and highs, fifteen, fifteen, pre-bolusing. I'm getting close to the top. Food choices, mm-hmm. range stacking, and carb guidelines and impact of mm-hmm. food. Carb impact. Yep. Is carb, okay. is carb guidelines an actual? I think that's a topic. Yeah. All carbs. Is it a topic? Equal. Better education on how insulin works with specific food groups would have been beneficial. The hospital. Because there's, may- car- there's carb impact is. Yeah. Is that the heading? Is that an okay. Act- what did, wait, hold on a second. You typed it in here already. <laughs> I see what you're saying. You're saying it's possible that I, I shortened it and I, and I should have wrote that. So I'm going to put that in there and I'll change that. Like that. Um, yeah, because this is really interesting. Um, the hospital made it seem very black and white. You eat X carbs, you take this much insulin and go on with your life. Another person said impact of food, nutrition component on blood sugars. Why isn't her blood sugar tracking the same for breakfast day after day, even with meticulous carb counting? You're right. A lot of these are going to be able to like, we're going to be able to give an explanation and then point somebody to a different episode too, right? where they'll be able to be helped. Counting carbs is a huge stressor for us. Easy ways to count carbs and how different things hit you differently would have been great. Yeah. So basically these last three statements sort of say the mm-hmm. same, sort of say the same thing. Right. So okay, great. But my point is is that 
the 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 luck of having such a large group of people one of the things that's great about it is that this is um this isn't just a random person saying something now like we have consensus this is a pool this is a pool of you know i mean if you were doing yeah. like a, a a research project mm-hmm. you would have a lot of participants yeah right your research wouldn't be n of 10 which then the general information about like a study like that is like, ah, 10 people. Great. But the world has how many billion people in it. Right. Right, right. And how many of them have diabetes? So Mm -hmm. how relevant is this? But this is a very good amount of people comments. Right. No, I think this is, this will be good. Um, And then some people go into more detail. My biggest frustration is that at first they send you home and tell you that your child can only eat carbs during the three main meals they talk about free snacks outside of it. So you spend hours researching free snacks and loads of money buying them. And then two weeks later in class, they say, oh, by the way, she can have carbs whenever she wants. <laughs> just dose for it. Uh, right. Here's your new chart. Even if they just said, we want you to wait a couple of weeks. But at this point, we'll teach tricks. Of, oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, this is this mm-hmm. is going to be good. All right. I'm excited. This is um cool. This is what I was hoping would happen. You're up for it. So Yay. do we want to try not? to do this last couple of minutes we have? Do you want to try to put the rest of them in order or? Sure. All right. Let's see. So we have order already for Honeywell terminology, highs, lows, kind of all the insulins sort of together. I think maybe within the insulin, we should also put probably, um, Let's see, highs and lows, I think, should also maybe be, where's range? Because highs and lows kind of go along with range. Okay. So Right? So maybe highs and lows and then range. All right. So it's all together. Got it. I, I feel like guilt, fear, hope, expectations, podcasting community is last. Like towards, right. towards the end, maybe. Correct. Those things. So I'm going to chop those out and put them down lower, make some space here. Um, I think flexibility is a huge part of it, to be, mm-hmm. to be honest. Um, I honestly think your medical team is towards the end. Newly diagnosed people are not going to break away from, a, from a, a new medical team if it's a bad one. They're not going to even know right away. Right. So Correct. Maybe, maybe put that more towards the end as well. Agreed. All right. And long-acting insulin could just, I don't know. I think long-acting needs to be around the, maybe around the fears of insulin, lows and highs. Because we could also define rapid-acting insulin within that, even though it wasn't a question asked. I think it's going to be a piece of that fear of insulin. I put it before because I can see myself talking a lot about basil in there. and Correct. I just think that basil gets ignored by everybody. It does. Yeah. um, It gets ignored by everybody, except it's the first place that most clinical people adjust first. Yeah. They just don't. Let's tell throw you. some more basil here. You're high here. Let's just put some more basil insulin in here. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But so I put. I, I, I'm starting to work backwards. I put journaling and family towards the end. Correct. Insurance. I'm going to put towards the end. We can rejigger these as we need to. Technology and supplies. That one. I might put that with maybe before or after insurance. 
before or after insurance. Okay. Being diagnosed as an adult. Um, that might actually, I'm wondering if that wouldn't be too bad to put after honeymoon. Yeah. So that everybody can feel like they're a part of the, of the series as it comes out. Right. Right. Yeah. And because being diagnosed as an adult, you may actually have a more pronounced honeymoon. Mm-hmm. You may have more of a, a real honeymoon, depending on how you learn to manage things from the get-go. Right. So I think that's good there. And then we have um, left flexibility, school, and exercising. Hmm. So I, um, I, I would think I'd like to put flexibility at least in front of, I think flexibility and stacking right before, kinda, be, yeah, yeah, right before guilt and fears might be valuable. Correct. School and exercise. So now school's interesting because I haven't read them yet, but I'm going to guess that a lot of these questions were about, hey, how do I just send my kid to school five minutes after they have diabetes? Um, right. So I don't know about that. And exercising um, is kind of the same thing. You see people get sedentary after they're diagnosed because they don't know what to do. Well, and I think school and exercise are something, although some of these are as well, but they're more visible variables. Mm-hmm. School is a variable. Exercising is a variable. Um, so... Maybe, maybe right after school and exercise or right after flexibility, put school and exercising. Okay. Because those both really do require some flexibility in what your typical management style would look like. Mm-hmm. So. All right. You see what I'm doing now? I'm. Yes. I'm going to put them in an easier to, to look at format. All right. Well, this should keep us busy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Along with all the other things that you had us like scheduled out to well, do for well, the rest of the year, right? Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put an end to um, ask Scott and Jenny because the thing about those are that are great is they can just go somewhere. They're really valuable. They don't need to be attached to anything else. They're great standalone episodes, right? So I'm gonna. So basically, at the moment. Um, I have, I have about three Ask Scott and Jenny episodes, a couple more defining episodes. So I'll put up the definings till they're done. Then I'll put up the, I'll put up the Ask Scott and Jenny's while we're recording these. And then when the Ask Scott and Jenny's run out, we should have enough of these to get going. Okay. That makes sense. Fabulous. All right. Neither of us can get sick or get a life. <laughs> I will promise to try not to get laryngitis again. Yes. I sometimes I look at I I was uh I was getting ready to go under for my for my surgery. And I said yes. to my wife, if something should happen, hire an editor. I have like 70 episodes of the podcast that need to go up. I was actually like concerned Worried. That, no, that no one would ever hear them. You, you know? So Right. Uh anyway. All right. Well, thank you. This was terrific. Yeah. I, I hope no, people enjoyed listening to us kind of talk through the idea. Um, we'll fi- I'll find out if I get notes. Like, could you guys not not record your meetings, please? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, but I think it's even if you put it up as a 
as the preliminary Mm -hmm. pro tip for honeymooning, this is what's coming. If you are newly diagnosed, we promise we are, we are getting to some of these big questions that you really want to know sooner than later. Nine, 10, I'm counting 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 20. Okay. So yeah, even the way the podcast runs, usually your episodes go up like once a week on a Friday. Okay. You're, you're like, you're the Friday girl. And, um, but maybe I don't put episodes up on Thursdays, maybe so that I can get them out more timely. Maybe I'll put them up Thursday, Friday for 10 weeks, and then we can get them up a little more quickly. Okay. Sure. Thank you so much. Yeah, absolutely. A huge thanks to InPen from Medtronic Diabetes for sponsoring this episode of the podcast. Learn more about the InPen at inpentoday.com forward slash juice box. I also like to thank US Med and remind you to go to usmed.com forward slash juice box or call 888-721-1514 to get your free benefits check. Take the T1D Exchange survey at t1dexchange.org forward slash juice box. The very first episode of Bold Beginnings will begin in just one week on Friday. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back very soon with another episode of the Juicebox Podcast. If you'd like to be part of the Facebook group where we got all of the information for the Bold Beginnings series, it's Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. It's a private group, so you'll need to fill out a little bit of information, just answer some questions to prove to the algorithm you're a real person. And just like that, you'll be in and talking with 25,000 people who use insulin. Juicebox Podcast, Type 1 Diabetes on Facebook. And if you're enjoying the show, please leave a rating and review in the podcast app that you're listening in now. And if you're not listening in a podcast app, please think about doing that. Following the show in a podcast app or subscribing to a show in a podcast app really does help. It helps very much. You have no idea. It raises the ranking of the show and makes it more visible to other people. So you can tell somebody about it, subscribe or follow in a podcast app, and don't forget to follow the Facebook page. That's pretty much it. I'll see you soon.